Welcome to the Joy Quota Podcast. I'm Dylan Fole. And I'm Gavin Milk. Our guest tonight is Brittany Bach, former professional soccer player, all-around awesome human. She is delightful and inspiring and just has so much healing and grace to give. And I really hope you guys enjoy this because we definitely did. If you meet me, you're going to get 100% of me right off the bat. Like, uh, I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable like you're just going to get everything i am within the first hello and then it's up to you whether or not you want to hit the ball back over the net like i'm going to serve like a nice lob over the net and if you want you can just let that land and end of the game or you can start hitting the ball back and we can see where this goes yeah there's no i think so dancing around it because then if you're not yourself when you first meet someone then yeah and you have to like uh it just gets weirder and weirder as you find yeah. well, oh, that's right. I have to like... But there's also something to be said about easing people into <laughs> your personality, perhaps, sometimes. I'm sure that, there's that's a... a that's, that's my technique, at least. With, I mean, I at least definitely... With girls. People... Well, yeah. People <laughs> will find I'm way more weird than I know. But just being myself. See, I feel like on dates, I was like even... I had turned it up a notch. I was like, I want you... <laughs> Like, if you're not you in, yeah, like, you got to fart on the first date, for sure. Because then, if they're cool, you know it. Like, if they're like, you know what, we're all human, it's cool. Versus well, if you're, like, that's trying to be different. so polished. I mean, I'm not taking a girl up <laughs> climbing on a construction crane on the first date. That's what I mean. I mean, Would you we, want we, that, though? Would you want someone to go climb cranes with? I feel like... You need someone who has... Because I remember growing up, I was like, God, a BMX chick would be my favorite. And then one day, I was like, actually, that would be terrible. Like, I'd never not be around that person. You'd want a good balance. Yeah, you need something like... But that still loves to do what you like to do. Exactly. Like, Allie would come to the skate park or like a show every now and again. And she's like, oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. She cheers me on, but also she's like... I have no interest in any of this. Like, I tried to get her to ride a bike, and she was like, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of falling already. Oh, man. Oh, bike on the shirt right there. Wow. Those a are, bike shirt. Oh, those, that, those are my favorite colors. So, I actually worked a massage event, the Betty Bike Bash. So Oh, there that. you go. What is the Betty Bike Bash? It was just a mountain bike race on Green Mountain. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think. Okay. It was two years ago. Sweet. But I just massaged all the riders That's that came off the race, so it was fun. The I got this deal. fun little shirt. Oh. And then I really wanted to get into mountain biking. I could see you getting into it. A lot oh, of nature. Can. Yeah. Are you any good on a bike? Like, do you feel confident while pedaling around? I do, but I don't. <laughs> I have so funny <laughs> stories. Oh, gosh. And actually... <laughs> One time I was walking with my sister, it was last year or okay. two years ago, and we were walking out kind of by Breck, and we were walking up a mountain bike trail, and where some guys were coming oh. down, and you could do both, and I was like, oh, that's sick, I want to do that, and then Brittany's like, or my sister's like, Brittany, you're, you're going to get injured, and as we were walking, I like slipped on gravel, <laughs> fell, like it was the most awkward, she's like, you are the most unathletic, athletic person that I know. Yeah, so, I think you'd be good at it. But I think I would be, but I just need to... Not be broken. Yeah. See, I think you're one of those people where, like, when you're doing something athletic, yes. you will never get hurt. It is when you're well, like... Or, like, 
you're I'm focused. Yeah, like exactly. I'm in like it. you're you're dialed in. It's when you're like walking on a random trail or you're like barely being athletic when you're like oh i can't believe i just blew my knee out or something like, <laughs> that's like i mean i've had a fun like yeah. this yeah but. gosh well and it's probably all right on your foot better than like hiking might yeah. be mountain biking well and that's what i was thinking like i want to get back into like, all, after i stopped playing soccer i'm like i need something competitive yeah I need something. I need to be mm-hmm. better than someone. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I like that? But yeah, I do. Yeah. I like when I'm playing or doing something, I'm like, no, I need to, I need to, I need to beat crush them. Even everyone. like if I am doing the incline, have you guys ever done the incline? I want to. Okay. So I've done that, but like, I'm like, okay, I got to get the next person. Okay. I got to get the next person. I got to uh. get the next person. And so when I'm doing stuff, I just, when it's in a race type thing, um, but with my knees and all my other surgeries, I'm like, mm, running is maybe not the best. Maybe I should get into biking. I really want to do an Ironman triathlon, but I'm like, let me just heal first. So, yeah. yeah. I get Iron over Man my sounds head. great, except for all of it. Every single aspect, <laughs> I know, I feel, yeah. I feel very confident about the biking portion. Well, yeah. But other than that, I'm a terrible swimmer. A hundred mile oh, bike swimming, ride? I'd probably you, drown. You feel confident on a hundred mile I bike ride? I think I could genuinely do that. I don't know if I I'd be incredibly quick. You guys do all the crazy tricks but I think, and like, flips. My body knows that motion well enough to push through 100 miles. The ru- it's like On what, a, road a 10 bike? mile run or something. 10? Like? An Ironman? No, it's, it's a, marathon. a marathon. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I genuinely <laughs> would be impressed with myself if I did a five mile run. And then the swimming, I would for sure drown. <laughs> I think I, I would too. I would get cl- swimmer. clocked in the head and panic. Oh, it's not panic. Um. It's genuine lack of talent. <laughs> Allie is so good at swimming. And I remember the first time we went swimming together, she wouldn't stop laughing. Like, it took a while before she finally was like... Were you doggy paddling? No, but, like, my body always is bike pedaling. Like, even when I'm in the water, that's the only motion my legs know how to do. When I'm running, I'm basically just pedaling like it's all comes back to pedaling and so she's like you're the least efficient swimmer i think i've ever seen and that's including babies you can you can learn this skill yeah yeah we just got our scuba certs and she was pushing me through the water when i was supposed to be towing her for like a time (laughs) swimmer she's just pushing me through the water oh man yeah that's pretty great are you any good at swimming dylan nope Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you're no. like training with the old resistant bands and stuff. Um, yeah, I want to get better at surfing, but yeah, that's that's yeah. the only reason I'm interested in swimming is to surf. Is so when you fall a, off. Well, you have to be a decent to like excellent swimmer to be able to get enough speed to drop in on any like real waves, and that's the only Basically, reason. Yeah. yeah, like other yeah. than that, I'm like, I don't need mm. to be. Good I'm at afraid swimming. of sharks. Hmm. I want to have a close encounter with a shark so bad. Like if if a shark like took a where t- where does your fear of sharks come from? Just Jaws. Probably like movie. everyone. No, so ah, I chewing the ice. Yeah, my drink. Um, no, I don't know. I just have this fear of deep water. Mm. And we had a pool growing up. I mean, an above ground yeah. pool. Nothing crazy. But we used to play these games where we had one of those rafts that you had to see through. Like you could see through into the water. Mm -hmm. So we used to play these games um, and would have a, like the vacuum cleaner that would just kind of go across the bottom of the floor. 
And we would pretend like that was some sort of deep sea animal or whatever. Yeah. And so we'd be all on our rafts and we'd try to like not fall in. Yeah. And I just had uh, like created this fear. And one time I fell off and my foot, <laughs> my foot got stuck. There's like, and we nicknamed our guy Scrubby. Yep. He was our guy. That's a great name. So, but my, there's like a ring around it and my foot got stuck in it. Yeah, and like I tried the sting to, ring, ring thing. Like I'm, the ring around mm-hmm. that's, yeah. And my foot got stuck and I tried to get out and I like cut my foot. So I had like this freak out. So I like built up this fear Whoa. and then just deep sea water. Like there's some crazy, crazy animals or mammals or yeah. there's just, I just get freaked out because I can't see. And then it's like touching my feet and see that's not where I expected that answer to to come from. Uh, you were yeah. attacked by a, a pool vacuum. No, but we like built and, and it's we legitimate. those games, but it was just like under the water. I can't. I don't really know what's going on underneath. Where in life you can kind of see, ah. although being attacked by bears and stuff. Like yeah, that, you, that, would, would you be more afraid of like a lion or? I'm. A I feel like is is. I am. S- I love the bizarre place we've already gotten to. I'm so happy. I feel like I am afraid of a lot of like went hiking with my sister, yeah. and you think about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to stop. Um, <laughs> trying to cut back on the, on the fear of bears. Uh, yeah, no, but we were hiking in Montana or Wyoming, and Jenny, my sister, was talking about grizzly bears, and so then I was just like oh my gosh, it's dinner time and we're going to get eaten by a grizzly bear and we didn't have bear spray with us. And the so, good thing is, in Colorado, there's definitely yeah, no bears but we were in Montana. Didn't a runner get attacked? Oh, I was totally kidding. It's supposed to be like one in four times oh, yeah. you hike, you're being Which stopped. my parents live in Evergreen, so yeah. there was literally an attack. I just saw a thing the of runner, like a six-year-old was... boy who fought a cougar off of its head. He's missing an eye now. What? Yeah, it bit onto his face, and he just started beating him yeah. with a stick. He's like this little kid, <laughs> and they interviewed him, and he's just like the happiest kid. He's like, yeah, I was just like trying to get it off me, you know? And like so fun. See, I want to be more, I want to be like Katniss. I just want to be fearless. Mm. and. You've got the braid, so you're like three quarters <laughs> of the way there. I do. I wear a braid a lot. Yeah. I was Katniss a couple years ago for Halloween. That's a great. I was costume. shooting a lot of people with my bow and arrow. So was, was it like a Nerf nice. bow and arrow? I actually kind of hurt. Yeah. It wasn't Nerf. Like it kind of would spike people. We had fun. I had fun shooting around. Yeah, that sounds. But great. I was I was safe. Well, yeah. Everyone else was in danger. You're the one with the bow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. So, do you feel like you have like a lot of weird little because. I don't think I've once in my entire life felt uncomfortable in the woods. I could probably be like, hear a bear outside the tent and be like, it's not coming in the tent. And just like go I back to I have created bed. a fear in my head. Yeah. Wow. And I want to be better. Like, I want to be able to go hiking, backpacking, sleep in a hammock by myself and not be scared. Because some of my friends do that. But I don't know why I want to so bad. I just want to like, yeah, I got to face that fear a little bit more. Hammock camping is the best. I've never. You could work into that, I, I feel like. Yeah. And I see you do it more. By it's yourself like is probably not the best way to start. No, but no, no, no. You could work into that. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think bears are as big of a thing as, I've never seen one. I'm 
in the mountains all the time. And I want to see one. I think it'd be cool. <laughs> but there's also no grizzly bears. They're just, yeah. it's just black bears. Yeah. So. Oh, no. Yeah, because I, I think once or twice, JT and Kim have seen bears up in Rampart. Like, while I was driving, someone was like, oh, there's a black bear. And I was like, I got out of the car, binoculars, everything. Like, I wanted to see the bear so bad and never did. Yeah. No, I just want to get over that fear. Yeah. But I do like hiking and camping and stuff. But I'm always with groups. So, do you just, like, know, like, in the back of your head the whole time, you're like, I'm about to get eaten. But you still go do it anyways? Yeah. But that's I mean, the chances that's honestly, are like not yeah. happening. But I also don't want to be like this dumb, like move here tourist. That's like, oh, I'm gonna go hike a 14er in sandals. It's like, I like if I know Tevas that counts. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, but knowing to be prepared. Yeah. But I've I'm like, anything once... happen? I don't know. I just I don't want to think about it. I'm trying to not. I I think about it. I think you have to think about it. I don't think you should be afraid of it, but you should. Yeah. Be prepared in case it does happen. Yeah, I was going to say, of Honestly, the multiple options, I think that's better than mine. Of just like complete blissful ignorance. Is, like, I'm just never worried about danger yeah. ever. Like, I'm out and like. I you also don't go hiking, so. You know. Out in the woods and I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. Where I think maybe that started is like my injuries. I never, I would just play and I was fearless in playing and then an injury would happen and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I'd play through and then fluke things would happen. And so then I started to build that in my head, like the fear of what if that happens again? So I think those fears started to build up because I was like, well, it's, they're happening. Like, and I'm not doing anything. I wouldn't play in fear, but the more and more in the surgeries that I had to have, I was just like... I don't know when the next one's going to happen. I'm not playing like they're it, like it's going to happen, but at the same time, like I didn't change the way I played. Like I played yeah. very intense and aggressive, um, but it just came. So for me, I don't know if that fear of like, I don't know what's going to happen kind of translated into the fear in, well, what will yeah. happen? I don't know. That's hmm. actually pretty legit. Cause I've noticed now, when, especially when I ride dirt jumps, so we both have broken feet, for those who are listening in, um, <laughs> the same bone in the same foot. Um, yeah, the last two years, I've had two broken bones, both from dirt jumps, which I've ridden six times, seven times in the last two years. I've ridden tons of concrete skate parks, street spots, you name it. Dirt jumps and me for the last two years have not gotten gotten along at all. Just landing and then on the pedal, yeah. just just everything you name it, like launching over the bars and breaking my collarbone to the foot. I just overshot a jump and just somehow broke my foot. And now every time I ride dirt jumps, it's in the I have to like stop yeah, my head from like following a weird rabbit hole of like, dude, you could like case that jump, smash your teeth out, or like something insane, and I just have to like, no, 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 no. Puppies, uh, anything nice. You have to train your brain to like how, like to go a certain route. Like in soccer, I had to, after a couple of them, like the visualization of replaying the injury in my head and how it happened. Because then if not, I keep going back to that same thing. So it was like retraining, going through that, whatever specific moment it was and reversing and changing the outcome to, to like, literally wow 
That's Did you come up with that. that on your own, or was that like I a coach? Went, that, I mean, we'd heard a lot about uh, visualization, but that, I, who did I see? He works with a lot of Olympians, and yeah. so I started seeing him in Houston. I am totally blanking on his I name. I love that you just casually dropped in that you were basically an Olympian. No, I didn't say he worked on. I said he works on a bunch of Olympians. Yeah. You. No. Basically. Oh. Basically. All yeah. right. Well, let's start. Let's start at the beginning then. How How did you get into soccer originally? Just like yeah. Any other kids? That's just what you did. Or? I just. I was a little tomboy, and around. I mean, ever since I can remember, and I do have a lot. Of, I've had some concussions, so some of the stuff is just from what I remember or what I remember my family telling me. Um, but I liked playing every sport, so I went and played any sport that I could and just loved competing, loved playing against boys. And soccer took off, um, well, when I was eight years old, I was on a team called the Pink Panthers. Nice. And we were amazing. We, we were an awesome team, but we were a really close-knit group. And so I played some basketball in middle school, played a little volleyball, did some track. I wanted to play football. Like, I just wanted to play everything. Yeah. And soccer, because of that team, and just we did a lot of traveling, it became kind of my sport. I was good at it, obviously. And then um, that's where I like ran with it. And in high school is when I had to stop playing other sports competitively so that I could focus on soccer. Yeah, because being a BMX rider, I, I guess it's kind of the same. Like I stopped playing other sports in high school to ride BMX more aggressively, but... I remember like watching the kids who were like, no, like this is going to be my sport. Mm -hmm. And it was like, they went for went it. For and it. that's so cool. Like that was. No. Yeah. And I, gosh, it was, it was thir 14, 13 or 14. I started making. So with soccer, it, I don't, it's not like this as much now. There's a whole new system which I'm not too, too familiar with, but we had state team. And then if you made your state team, so I'm from Illinois, yeah. so I made Illinois, and then you'd have your regional team and there were four regions. So then I made my region two team. And then there were national camps where they'd have the four regions together. And so I just was continuously just getting pulled and plucked into those teams. It sounds like a ton of traveling. Yeah. And like yeah, a lot of traveling. I missed a lot. I think it was for like, seven thanksgivings in a row i was always at this i was gone One for camp, soccer right? yeah wow. and so that was that yeah, was a national thing and then uh, when i was 14 15 i made my first first u.s like youth national team where you put the crest on yeah and so which was my dream and the whole way i got there um i always was like i had the belief but then i also had the belief like i i'm not good enough i need to do like, so do more super work super competitive like yeah. there's a Literally, yeah. like a million kids vying for that Yeah, spot. and so like when I'm in it, I, I knew I wanted to be there. At times, I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, da da da. I gotta find. But I always saw myself there and knew I wanted to be there. And my dream, since I can remember, was wanting to play in the Olympics yeah. and wow. win a gold medal and play in the World Cup and win a and win a uh, World Cup. And so that I'd say when I was 14, 15. And when I was young, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? My mind was professional athlete. Yeah. So I like actually got to do what I said I Which want, is awesome. wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's when it like kind of took off in the national team. And I traveled to, I must have traveled to like 16 different countries, all from soccer. I would have never. At 14. Well, I mean, through the, okay. the rest of my career. So did you like miss high school pretty much? Or Yeah, I actually, 
I like to paint. So yeah. I, I had kept some uh, calendars with paintings, and I opened up the calendar, and it was from, I think it was from 2003. And it was like every two weeks I was gone. I think one time yeah. I made like 10 days of school in a month. And or like seven days of school in a month, and I was in Germany and Austria and Holland, and um, I was with the U19 national team. I was with the regionals. It, it was just like I kind of forgot because I was so set on the next thing, the next thing, next thing, and I loved and enjoyed it. But I did miss a lot of school and learned how to get my schoolwork done. And school was very important to me. Like I wanted to make sure I got into a good college um, and like continued on with my education. Because it's always like, well, you don't know if you're going to actually play, you know? Yeah, that's a it's a big gamble to just bet everything on <laughs> yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm blown away. Like, how cool is it that you got to do that? Like, your parents were like sending you all over. Because I definitely know kids. Like, I got um, accepted on the state team for lacrosse, and then they were like, "Yeah, you're going to travel essentially like every other weekend to a different state." And it's like this much to join the team. And then you have to pay your own way, like to each event. And my dad was like, (laughs) no. Yeah. (laughs) You're hanging out here just because, like, I'm not going to spend like $3,000. It's a lot. It's an investment. And a quarter so that you can go play lacrosse. Like, I think, like, my. So my sister also played soccer and club and played D1 college. And my brother played some sports, was more. He's just like, He's labeled genius in yeah. my phone. Like um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but like we played a ton of sports, and my parents just they saw the passion. And for me, I was one of those kids that was in the backyard by myself. I slept sometimes when I was younger with a soccer, literally a soccer ball at that's my cool. foot, and was one of those players. And and my dreams and my goals, like when I was fourteen, and I had come from a camp, and I got a poster of the U.S. Women's National Team with their gold medals on, and I had that dream and I, we, we had bunk beds so I had it above and then had a ripped off a cardboard box and said national team just do it and I had the little glow in the dark stars yeah. so that even when the lights went out like that was burning That's in my awesome. eyes so like I wanted it and I know there's a lot of players that do but how many will actually go through and sacrifice so for yeah. my parents to for all of us kids like I just, I'm so grateful for them because some people don't have that opportunity. Like they just financially can't. And then at a certain point, everything was being paid for. Yeah. So once you hit over that certain point, there's a and tipping national point team, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, like every kid grows up, or most kids grow up like, oh, I want to be a pro athlete or something like that. And very quickly, when they learn how much effort <laughs> it takes, it's they're a like, lot. Yeah. Eh, I'm good. Like I'll, I'll be a whatever. I mean, um, even us for bike riding a little bit, like, yeah, I mean, hundred yeah. percent. Like as soon as I found out what it really took to become a pro athlete in BMX, I was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. A, like that sounds very expensive, but B also like, I mean, you miss a lot of times it, with friends. You miss yeah, a lot of, they take it just as serious as like someone in the NFL or in, you know, any Olympic team, like, cause now it's an Olympic sport. Um, and yeah, they like take it just as serious because the people that I was all hanging out with that I was learning BMX from were all from like the era of BMX where like no one took it serious. Mm. It was like I knew like the guy who I ride for uh, got his first sponsorship from showing up to a contest, crashing aggressively three times in a (laughs) row on all of his runs. And someone was like, 
that was the most burly thing I've ever seen. You ride for us now and just gave him a frame. Versus now, it's like, that was really breathtaking, but also are you a professional when it's the camera's on you and are you like there's so much more to it yeah where it's really truly like a professional sport yeah well you you pour in everything like and i even look at the kids the kids like man when i look at like the gymnasts and the the age at what they are really because for soccer i mean it's more so you're a little bit older gymnasts i look at them like they're so young yeah they're like out of high school oh my gosh like they are so I just, I have so much respect, but you, you do pour in, I mean, your idea, I, that's a lot of my identity was placed in soccer Mm -hmm. and that's something that it's been a challenge after soccer. It's like you're retiring or people who have been at a company for 20, 30, 40 years and they retire and they're like, I don't know what to do with myself. Well, athletes are doing that at a much younger age if they're playing professionally at the Olympics. So, well, and it's the same amount of time, right? Like, right you've been pouring your heart in this for two decades Mm -hmm. and then it's like not only am i young enough that anything is possible in front of me but also i missed all of high school and i missed all of college because i was chasing this dream and then what if you don't actually reach it and it's like i got there for the most part but now it's like i also have to come up with what i'm going to do from here forward (laughs) and you you know something that you're so passionate about that anything else just doesn't feel right. That was a huge struggle for me. But you, uh, did you get to live your dream? You, you made it to the national team. Um, what, what happened from there? So, yeah, my, so I got to play professionally for seven years. Um, and my dream was always that. So right out of college, yeah. it was just amazing timing that the professional league was starting up in the U.S. So it was back in 2000, 2001, 2002, and it folded and then the year I was graduating, 2009, it started back up. And so I had gone to a national camp, like a mega camp in 2000, I think 2007. Um, so I'd been up in that. For me, it's, it is crazy looking back because 2009, rookie in the pros, starting and playing every minute, like the first game. This is a really cool story. Yeah. So I... Did you- it won't bite. The mic won't bite. <laughs> it looked yeah, like it really surprised yeah. you there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, coming out of college, I played center mid and forward. So I played Notre Dame. We did very well. We went to three national, or we went to three final fours, two national championship games. Like we were in it, playing with the national team, U19, U20, U23. So was in that in the track, and and I wanted to pre- prepare myself for. Like, I didn't want to just, I'm going to get here and then I'm going to be scared. Like, I wanted to prove I'm meant to be here. Yeah, you earned it. Yeah. So my rookie season in the pros, I was training at center mid and a little bit of forward, but we were stacked. Like, we had the national team players, Shannon Box, Allie Wagner, like national team players that were playing for our women's team. And Marta as forward, if anyone knows soccer, the Brazilian, she was five-time FIFA player of the year. So we're coming into this, and really the attacking bunch – was taken up like the positions yeah. but i was training i'm like i want to play like i am not back down the field. i'll be any position yeah. yeah well four days before opening game um coach comes to me and he's like hey Britt, how do you feel about center back and in my head i'm like center back 
how do I feel about center back? I don't want to play center back. Like I've never played. And I was like, well, I want to play. So yeah. And so four days before opening game, we start training me and I'm like, I am aggressive. So I'm stepping forward in our back lines, like box day. Um, but the first game, our opponent, uh, was Washington freedom and Abby Wambach was the forward that I was marking. And then Lisa Devanna. So they are just like world-class, if anyone knows soccer, like yeah. the best of the best of the best. And so it was like, okay, welcome to the pros. And just from instinct and just from drive and just like being confident in my abilities, probably making a lot of mistakes. Um, but in that game got called to the national team. That's awesome. And so first game. Yeah. First wow. game. And so that whole year, that whole entire year I was training with the national team going overseas with them. And so all of that. And so I actually was playing that year with an injury so march i hurt the left foot may i hurt the right foot one was with the national team one was that but i played the entire season all the way through october um because i just wanted it so bad and so i think in it i wasn't even thinking like oh my gosh i'm on the national team and i think it's weird because looking back and i've randomly seen facebook posts seeing like brit congrats on the call up that was my dream, like to be on that team, but it wasn't good enough to just get into camps. I wanted to be on the team. So even in that, I was such a blessing. I didn't take it for granted. Like I was pushing hard, um, but I was also battling through a lot of foot pain for the entire season. And it turned out that when I was with the national team in Germany, um, I just couldn't, there was a practice right before the last, for the game, and I got into a tackle. And I was like, this is just so bad. I went home and I ended up getting double foot surgery in November and in January. And so that was just like, I was in there and I trained the whole year. But to me, I was just like, this isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be more. So like, even though, and when I look back on my career, I never, like like we were saying, I never reached, I never won, was part of a team that won the Olympics and won the World Cup. And so I was always like, if I just would have, if I just would have won that, if I just would have been on that team. And it was almost like I discounted everything else in my career because I was like, no, but I didn't reach my goal. Yeah, I and didn't I was, make it to literally the exact yeah, spot I wanted. That I wanted. And so I, and when people, through the years, it's been a healing process because I was bitter and angry and jealous because I couldn't do the right thing and my body failed me and I had 11 surgeries and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I want this so bad. And when I look back and people are like, are you kidding me? Like you played my dream. You played professional soccer for seven years. You made it to you the, made top it to the national team. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't make my goal. Like yeah. it was just like that, that competitive intense spirit. Um, but now that like looking back and the more that I realize I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. But it's Yeah, like is process. is a little bit of distance has has been made. I wonder if cuz I feel like like you were talking about how you were working with some of the Broncos players and you just recently hurt your foot and they're like, "What are you doing, crazy lady? Like go get surgery right now. Mm-hmm. You're insane. Go get fixed so you can be back to 100%." I wonder like it's so easy when you're like just you're holding on to it with such white knuckle intensity that you forget like you were like I want to make sure I earn this and everyone knows I deserve a spot here there's a flip side of that of like you got called here because you already deserved it like hmm. 
what if you just like accepted it like oh that's right i wouldn't be here if i hadn't earned it i wouldn't and like healed up right when the injuries happened yeah i feel like that's something that most athletes don't recognize like especially when i was a kid i would yeah like i broke my ankle and i was riding like full strength two weeks later just because like I'm invincible. I'll live forever. I'm in Woodward camp. This is the greatest place I'll ever get to be. I'm with all these wonderful kids who are looking at me like I'm a superhero because I can ride slightly better than them. Like mm-hmm. uh, At the time, I was like at the best I could ride. And I was like, yeah, I've got to just shred right now. And if I had just let it heal, like who knows? That's what one of the things, like I go out and like mentor kids and talk to soccer teams and talk to, and just get into more, the more that I want to just speak to people is patience is a word that I keep hearing. And I'm like, no, I want to push through it. I'm (laughs) strong. My strength was my strength. And it just became, because I'm like, if I don't do it now, what if I never get a chance again? I have to fight through it. I, I played through a lot for yeah. an entire year snapped ligament and broken bone that i played six seven months on and trained and every that's what i mean day, yeah. every single day i mean i was complaining every single day like how do i tape this and I, every single day to wrap my feet like if you would have seen my feet just to just compete and like wow i did that at a very yeah, high level pounds of athlete yeah, tape, yeah like like and the national team coach pia was like patience patience and I was 21, 22, 22 years yeah. old. And I, looking back, and this is where I really want to like just speak wisdom into people like, be patient, be kind to your body. Now I'm like, I'm 32 and I feel like <laughs> I'm hurting. And yeah. so it's just finding this, and we're only going to get older. And so I really am big on keep taking care of my body, but. But as a kid, you don't want to hear that. You think you're invincible. Especially because what got you to nationals was being so ferociously intense that, like, I don't think people recognize once you make it there, just like how there's a tipping point, like, there is a tipping point where, like, just like in the NFL, like, there's been rookies who, like, in, like, game one of their rookie year, they'll get super injured, and then they come back next year. And everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And they spent the time just healing and training. And then they crush it year two. Mm-hmm. Versus like, all you know is the ferocity that got Man, you there. I, yeah, and that national team. So you're team, like, if I let go of this, this is the only thing I know that works. Yeah. I can't it trust it. It served me to yeah. get me to where I was. And when I looked at like the national team to crack, there was a time where that team didn't change much at all. And so I was like. I'll lose my spot. Yeah. And you know what's really funny? Um, playing different positions, they called me in for they called me in for center back, and and I had never played it yeah. before. And so I was like, wow. And so I traded that whole year. Um, but it was funny because like when I I got called into another camp, and I was like, I can't commit. It was like a November camp or a December camp, um, and I said, I can't. Like I've got to take care of my feet, and I finally did. Yeah. And guess the person that like replaced me on the roster in that time i wouldn't know because i don't know alex morgan and it was like she's gonna be there regardless like that player she's yeah you know and it was just crazy like the people i think 
there's so many girls or athletes in any team like yeah. that are right there that it could go one way or the other and then one person takes it and run with it and one of those things is like what did i do wrong what did oh. i and so i'm like if i just would have done this or this and this have i had i gone there and just punished my feet even yeah, more but like yeah. to me like when i look back and i've been talking about like what success means to us and what um I was so like focused on what I wanted and instead of seeing the big the big picture mm-hmm. um, and like taking the time I was like I need it now where gosh if I would have like truly rested and found how to correctly move like yeah, in like a functional four body of genuinely just yeah. R&R um and where I could have been but I can't look back and like now I want to help share my experiences and but also like I go 100%. Like, that's my nature. And I know I can be more smart about it, but I didn't know any other way. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know any other way. So. No, I, honestly, I think that's what's so wonderful about it is anyone, anyone can be sharing the message of, like, just all out. All you need to do is eat, sleep, drink, poop, your goals all, all day, <laughs> every day. It's on your mind. Like you tape your sticky notes to your steering wheel so you're always staring at what you are chasing down. And that ferocity leads to like, once you get there, you can't even enjoy it because your whole way of getting there was such insane intensity that like actually enjoying it feels weird. Well, and you do. Like it's like, well, again, I was on the national team and it was like, I didn't even realize it. Like I I did, but at the same time, I'm like, well, this is the next thing. I need the next thing. And I was chasing something. Um, Yeah, I'd really put my identity in that. And to grow out of that the last couple of years and really realizing like my true worth and my identity has been a process. But a beautiful one. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's the part that I'm interested in. Yeah, and that's really yeah. important. Do they, do they have, like, programs in place, or are you just on your own? Like, are there oh. people you can talk to about this? That's, or? So, for me, I haven't... I've really struggled. Yeah. Like, I held on. I'm like, I feel like everyone else who... Who... All the same stuff. Uh, ...retires, and they move on, like... Now they're doing jobs and they're successful and they're all this. And I kept looking at what other people were doing. And I'm like, how do I move on? I held on for so long. And there's still a part of me that looks back. But I've definitely matured and grown. And time helps. Um, and being grateful for the time that I had. Um, but I've spoken to several athletes. I've listened to several podcasts of these athletes who the struggle beyond the sport and beyond the fame in a sense. And for me, I was just craving like, that's why I just love what your guys podcast joy because, um, I think I was chasing happiness. Like the next thing I was the next thing that'll make me happy. That'll make me, that'll get my goal. And I was chasing these goals and dreams. And, um, I felt like if I just would have, made that Olympic team, if I just would have been on that, if I just would have won, if I just would have, st- it was it was never going to end. I was chasing this happiness. Yeah, it's like, oh, if mm-hmm. I only had two gold medals instead of one. Right, if, I only, had, if yeah. I only, and I was continuing, I'm like, that'll make, then that'll, that'll, then I'll reach my goal. And I talked, and like I said, listened to other podcasts of these athletes that have won 
World Series, who have been MLB All-Stars, who have won Super Bowls. And the next day they're drinking depressed because if that was the, like, that's it? We're chasing happiness and like forgetting to see like where the true joy comes out of. And that's where I think the joy is in the struggle and the beauty of it's in that. And like through the struggle and seeing that, being able to then help others through that. Because the chances are of like everyone reaching that goal and dream, most people won't. I don't I don't discourage people from having dreams and goals and pushing towards them at all. Yeah. But it may not look like how you have it in your head. Hundred percent. Yeah, like <laughs> I've two questions. Um or I guess a question and just like a Tony Robbins talks about how like all of the astronauts that were going to the moon were coming back and they were just Inconsolably blue, and no they one just was figuring it. And they were to like, the moon. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah. They were like, "There's nothing I will ever do that will ever even come within a literally, literally within millions of miles of where I've just been." How I don't do think I it's possibly, quite that far, but I'm not a, I'm not an astrophysicist. I, how do I, but, yeah. how do I possibly find? euphoria or joy or like that same level of passion um well it's the same thing as money coming back and finding joy in someone's smile or like oh you got to help someone and you paid for the coffee behind you or whatever it is like it's recognizing that that stuff is more joy the other is more accomplishment and pride and none of that's a bad thing in fact i encourage it but yeah, that's not where you find your worth. That's not where you find joy. Um, and the second question, what are some of those podcasts in case someone listening is like going through the same thing? Because it clearly seemed to help you. And like, Yeah, well, I listened to a lot of Ed Milet's okay. stories um, and just like stories of overcoming adversity. And there's... Um, uh, it's called stage four to on stage and it's just it's a story i was i dated this guy for a while and his story is incredible and he brings on people of who have overcome like great odds um and where they take their life from like the lowest of low stage four being like stage four critical cancer yeah yeah. so um but ed milet i listened to that i forget what episode it was the baseball player um but yeah, where they struggled because they were like, I reached the pinnacle. I reached the pinnacle of my career and then I found myself drinking and my life, like contemplating taking my life. Yeah. And it's like, I, so there's a lot within there. Where was the other, um, people have sent me stuff, but for myself, like I've talked to several athletes just in person um, and on the phone, other professional athletes because I'm like, I'm struggling so much. And he goes, and, and to be able to speak to some of these like ex-Broncos and yeah. um, he's like, man, you sound like I'm talking to myself right now. Like, like I'm listening to myself. He goes, I, I can relate to you so much. And um, when I hear that for me, like that is my passion is wanting to, knowing how much I struggled and how much I, yeah, put my identity in my sport. That's something that I'm, I, maybe I just haven't found it yet. And I'm sure there's other podcasts that I just haven't found. Um, 
but I want to talk to the people. I want to talk to the athletes. And I have my own mini, mini podcast. It's like five minute little episodes. And it's called Surrendered Strength. And so for me, it's kind of like the goals and dreams that I've had and got to the highest level or about the highest yeah. level that I could. Um, and then where's life beyond that? Where can, how do I dream again? How do I find a new goal and a new passion? And that's where this idea of, man, it's so interesting. Cause like I remember playing soccer and the pro league folded one year in 2012 and I ended up going over, I played a little bit of semi-pro here. I was like, this is not the level. I want it to be more. So then I went yeah, over. Yeah, I don't feel like you're slipping back. Yeah, yeah. so then um, I ended up going over to Sweden and playing. And I go out there. I leave, like, my family, my boyfriend at the time, my, um, just a lot of things. I left to go overseas. And within two, two three weeks, because of another injury, I think I was compensating. And the way I ran had another injury, blew out my ankle so bad that I eventually had to get surgery. But I was like, I come all the way overseas. I give up everything else to chase this dream of my passion of soccer. And now that's taken away. And it really started, like that's where my heart really started to, to just be like, what is going on? All the things I'm passionate about, playing sports, all this stuff, if everything's taken away, like what makes us happy? Like imagine if you, like, hope it like never does for people but like imagine everything that you loved was just you couldn't do it anymore yeah whatever that where would you find where would you find your happiness because we find happiness in the moment and it's like i can't like even just for my foot like i can't play sports this entire summer it was since april what is it now september couldn't play sports, couldn't hike mountains, couldn't do all the physical things I wanted to do. And I'm like, that's where I find a lot of happiness and where I find joy in a sense. And when that's all taken, not like taken from you, but you're not able to do it. Yes, it's not an option. Where do you find like that peace? And so for me, like that's been a journey that I want to combine the identity of being at the highest level of an athlete putting my identity into that and then also like that was my passion my dream now I don't have what I saw myself as where do I go now like how do I I don't even know how to dream I don't even know what I want because the thing I wanted I can't have and I was so focused on that so I want to help athletes and that's why I go out and speaking to I'll speak to like any age group of athlete but for like preparing them for not like train hard and put everything into it even if your best even if your very best will not make a professional team give your best anyways because you'll fall into another passion and that's like your joy and your your happiness is not like if we're chasing something that's it's a moment like those times will will pass away but true joy i think is where we go through the struggle and we like it's not just like, oh, it feels good, so that's why I'm happy. Like, it's, yeah, it's you it's find deeper. the beauty in it. You find something deeper. Yeah. So I want to help athletes do that's that. Really and cool. people do that. So. Well, yeah, I, I think it's important. And I guess you're wanting to be what I asked you if it existed. Yes. 
so maybe it doesn't exist until you. Which and maybe is there is, cool. and I just haven't really like dug deep enough. But nope, for you're me, the only one, bro. I'm doing. It all comes down no, but to I you. do like because the more and more I, I crave like healing, and I question and like through like depression and questioning and anger and bitterness and holding on. And I've listened to a lot of things that have helped me like, okay, gratitude and do these yeah, small. I'm not little, the only one, right? Yeah. Um, but to be at that high level, like my parents, my family, they've never been to that level. And I'm, I never think I'm above anyone, but it's like, they haven't experienced that kind of thing. I and think most people don't know what it's like to be so in love with something. as like a professional athlete. Like yeah. even as someone who never made it as like a true professional, like I've been paid for BMX, but it's never been something like, I do remember a time in my life where like, it, I was as addicted to being a BMX rider as like a heroin addict would be addicted to heroin. Like it really yeah. is so all-consuming that passion, and I don't think a lot of people know like that intense passion to love it, especially that much. especially mm-hmm. that young, where like that's when you're forming your identity and all that. Yeah, and then it makes it really hard afterwards to be like. Like, I'm going through that to some degree of, like, I feel like I'm very good or have many things and I have many, many options in front of me. I could do literally anything in my life and nothing feels as intense as how much I love BMX, especially loved it when I first fell in love with it. And so it makes it hard to, like, trust that same gut instinct that got you into the thing you loved the first time. Well, it's like we're afraid to, we desire something so bad. And it's like a passion and we chase after it. In some sense, I feel like I made soccer an idol. Oh, for sure. I wanted it so bad to the point when it's gone, I'm still like, I know I can't change the past. And I'm like, I'm holding on to it. But but in that, like, I think for a while, I was afraid to go all in in something because I'm like, what if I go in all in again, spend yeah. that much time in tears and sweat and blood and, and energy, and I just and I don't reach it again. And so I, it was like, I don't even know what my new desire would be because it's because you've, you've seen the work that you've put through yeah. to not reach to get to 95 percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then then the download fails or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where I want to, ch- I want to change and like change the mindset and work with athletes and people that like their, your identity is not in that because when I, when, when you place it so much in that, like it's like a happiness, it's like fleeting. It's like, you're only going to get it. And I, that's where like addiction comes from. Yeah. You want it. It feels good. You want more of it. So, and like with if soccer, it's conditional, it's happiness. If it's right, not, it's it, joy. Yeah. And so instead of like, yeah. Well, it's got to be such a tough balance, though, because if you don't have that addiction and your identity made of it, you're probably not going pro, honestly. Yeah, that's like, true. How are you going to get good enough if you're not out in the backyard kicking balls by yourself? See, I don't think the addiction is the problem. I think it's the... I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a, but it's a fine line of finding that balance. Well, you have to be... Like, to get to the level, you have to put in that work. X amount, yeah. And you have to, like, your mindset and focus. For me, it's more like n- the identity issue. Yeah. Like, exactly. not, not yeah, putting, like, oh, my gosh, we lost. 
I'm a failure. People hate me. I mean, it went to the extreme, yeah. but like, um, knowing like I've got to put everything into this, but if I lose, if I fail, I am, it does not say that I am bad. So it's mm-hmm. like okay. knowing you've got to pour in everything, but recognizing like your worth and your the like, worth comes mm. from the fact that you put everything in like not that's from where your result. character yeah. is built like like that's where you're built and into the human you are but well, it making f- it an idol is what i think where it, i did what well, well it's so funny because you keep talking about how you're like ah, i didn't quite make it and like i'm trying to put in my head every time i keep hearing that i'm just picturing like in business terms like you wanted to be the next Steve Jobs, yeah. and instead, you are Tesla. Like you still are in the top ninety-eight percent of all companies that have ever made it. Like you literally maxed out the bar at the first and only thing you've given a hundred percent effort at. I would look at that as like unbelievable confidence that, like, as soon as you decide to pull the trigger on something else. <laughs> Max out well, the it's uh, the the old quote: "Shoot for the moon. At least you'll hit the. If you miss, Reach at least you'll hit the stars or something well, like that." So you you, you at least moon. you clipped it. You at least took slung a, around it. Yeah, exactly. I uh, well, yeah, and and this whole idea of like, what does success mean to you? Has been really been like, okay, you can all, all these people with businesses and all these that became super successful and all of this and to me I'm like really wrestling with that because well a lot of it I come to like I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul like I I it's like we're chasing after this but for what what are my motives behind it and when you look at like success what like if you were to think what do I what does success mean to me like it's like oh is is it if I would have made the national team and had the gold medal and yay like then what and yeah, you'd be in the same place. Right? You then still you would, would have be, lost your identity afterwards. It would never be enough. Yeah. yeah, and so like finding that like joy and like I'm doing this and success is for me. It's like chasing and pursuing that deep passion in your heart, not because of what the world says or what people think expect, but like chasing after something and then doing what you say you're gonna do. And even if you fail, like persevering through that, and yeah. that's what builds you. And like that brings joy and like joy can even come down to the smallest little thing like i go to the lake and i love watching the birds fly and i like simple little pleasures versus like needing the biggest hit uh, in the biggest like yeah you need to do the bicycle kick from midfield yeah. into the top corner yeah, of the goal like, like at the buzzer yeah. yeah we're if we're constantly seeking for that to bring us the pleasure and like our worth um then we lose track of like this the simplest joys of life which yeah. i think the simplest joys of life like that's where true joy and like spending time with family and being just in the moment and realizing like right now like right now like we are enough and we are loved and we are yeah i don't know like bringing it down to like the smallest of scale like if i never played soccer if i never did this or i never whatever like I would be enough. Yeah. And like it's, that's where joy is just like... I think of it as like the office space theory. Like I would rather take a percentage of a bajillion pennies than have to keep making million dollar gambles. Like I feel like I'm a very joyful person because I'll literally... Any possible excuse I can to be like in awe and in wonder and just like 
how magical life is. Like, we're dog sitting my mother in law's dog right now, and at least three or four times a day, I spend like a couple minutes just like, how great is this dog? He loves me so much. This is incredible. And like, I really let it sink in. Or like, um, the other day I was with my wife, and I was like, can you believe my foot's broken right now? And she's like, what? And I was like, my foot's broken. I can't even tell. This is unbelievable. Here I am, just like broken foot on a dinner date with my wife. This is great. I, I literally don't even know that my foot is broken. I have to keep reminding myself. Like, how crazy is it that my body, for whatever reason, is totally okay with me having a broken foot? Does yeah. it hurt? It's not uncomfortable. Like, I'm yeah. like, bringing like, so much joy. I'm like, that's incredible. Like, I'm going to find joy in that instead of like the misery and the fact that I did break my foot. Like mm-hmm. I've found more joy in like all of the little things in my life compounded over time than even some of the, like I've done some really cool stuff and you've done, like we, all three of us have done some really cool things. Some arguably like million points in the, the joy points or whatever you want to call it. But I would much rather get as many one point conversions as possible yeah like because those opportunities are every moment Mm -hmm. when i i went through some dark times in anger and frustration to where it it ruined not ruined it affected my relationships because when your body's in physical pain and like you can't do when you can't do what you love and then like every single day is like i'm in pain like i can't even like yeah. walking up the stairs, it it tears you down. And it's like I'm a very joyful, bubbly person. Like first yeah. time we met, I was like, I mean, just like bouncing off walls. Yeah. Like I'm just a great time. that's how yeah. And like I love doing that. And just that's who I like who I am into the core is a, is a joyful person. But when you have these things that that beat you down, and time and time and time again, I got to the point where I was like, why angry frustrated and that joy started to like every little thing it was like I became a pessimist I was like and very negative because I was like well like my family's trying to cheer me up or whatever and instead of being like oh yeah I chose because it's a it's a choice on how we react um it's like I misery company's misery I like chose to sit in that and I was angry and I wanted as if that was serving me in any way (laughs) but I continued and I fell into this like depression and that was really hard to get out of because there were times I just wanted to just, I was like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And I would do things that made me happy, but then I'd come home and I was still like hurting yeah. and empty. And so there was a process that, and it took time. Um, and it took like, there were sometimes like even things that made me laugh would make me angry. And I'm like, what the heck? Because I, I'm angry. I'm laughing right now. Yeah, I'm I was so just like, out. I didn't want to be like. I said no, I I'm... was miserable today. <laughs> and I, I, there was a time that I just was like stuck in that. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the biggest things for me was my word for the year is grace. Wow. Is just like allowing myself to like show myself some grace, to receive grace, to just receive love, to just be kinder to my body because I'm like. I treated my body. I was like, come on. Like, this yeah. is my vessel. You were and I'm dragging gonna- it along. Yeah. yeah and I was like, do what I will. say you're going to do. Yeah. And 
and it was letting go and like resorting to like like the workouts I wanted to do I couldn't do what I wanted and I was angry and I was frustrated I'd I'd, I'd cry in workouts because I was like I hate this this doesn't this makes me so angry like something I loved now I hate I don't even want to come here I just want to run there were a lot of triggers and so it was like being okay and like couldn't play sports couldn't do this couldn't hike couldn't whatever it was like finding joy in the little moments and I really had to like slow down and be okay and not be so stubborn and like with this foot it's been five months or whatever and I'm like wow five months just passed and there's been a huge healing a huge healing in it but I had to like allow myself to tap into that like finding joy counting it all joy yeah so what made you start that process like what was there one catalyst that went from anger to at least like finding joy in one little thing or even or, recognizing that there was a problem no i recognized it and I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I i have known it i think there's um i think i built up a lot of shame in myself because I'm like, people struggle worse than me. I have a pretty dang good life. And I had a pity party. And I was angry because I was hurting. And I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. I was do being, exactly I, yeah, like I, I had a very selfish, I held on to the past. And so it's been like, honestly, years of healing. But through the past, um, even just one year, just realizing my worth. Um, going to counseling for the first time in my life. Shout out to counseling. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, and it and it was just like, just little moments. Um, I also had a lot of head trauma. Like I had a brain map and did neurofeedback. There was a lot of trauma in my head and like the emotions and the stress and the anxiety and I have Ooh. anxiety attacks. So there were a lot of little things and I'm a massage therapist. So working with other, like the healing in my body, it wasn't, um, I always, I knew where I was at. And I knew that I, it was a choice to be, it was a choice to yeah. just choose gratitude, choose happiness. And I was like, I know it's a choice and I keep choosing wrong. So I built a lot of shame uh-huh. up in myself. Like I'm very aware what I'm doing and I'm still choosing wrong. I know it's a choice and it got, it was just, it was a deep sadness. And so with the counseling, with the, um, just being kinder myself trying to change little habits, changing the words, the verbiage that I would tell myself because I was very harsh on myself. And I would pour out onto other people and like they would, for whatever it was, um, and they'd just be so grateful and like how much I helped them and I'd go home and just cry because I was like, why can't I do this for myself? So I started to put a lot more, um, started to just, yeah, show myself some grace and receive grace and, and like know like I'm loved and I don't have to be the best at everything. Although my competitive spirit wants to, like, it's I don't just, have to, I get to. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those things that like, I knew it for a while, but I didn't know how to get it. And so putting good, positive thoughts in my head. That's why I started listening to a ton of podcasts. Um, there's another podcast, um, Father Mike Schmitz is a, I don't know, he's just funny. He does CrossFit and he's just awesome. And like, um, 
that there's a lot of healing in that podcast um my faith is huge so pouring into that community um in prayer um sometimes i wouldn't even want to go to prayer because i was so angry or embarrassed or knowing like i just i just felt a lot of shame so like the things i say that i go and like tell other people are regardless of where you're at, like where you're at now, where you were before, whether you were like the top of the top before and now you're down here, or whether you were you just thought you were the lowest thing in the world and you're trying to climb out of it. Like no shame, no judgment, no comparison. Like comparing yourself to others, where they are, where you think you should be, where you were. No shame, no judgment, no comparison. And I had to continue to tell myself that. Um, and when I would shame myself or shame my body or shame myself, like for not doing the things I said I was going to do. And so with podcasts, with a lot of better self-talk, with humbling myself and doing like the most boring, lame workouts that I thought, um, but starting to move better. And Mm -hmm. it was just one day at a time. And then I'd have days that I'd fall, but like it just, it was a process of healing that I put off for so long because I was holding on to wishing the past was different. Yeah. One, it's so funny that like as soon as you finally started actually healing your body, everything else came in, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think it's healing. <laughs> I don't my, think that that's a coincidence. Yeah, like I think like healing my soul, and it's interesting because like I'm on crutches. I just recently got off of them, and uh, I'm like, man, I'm like in life, I'm using a lot of things as crutches. I'm la- allowing this to hold myself back, and there's fear going forward that I'm not good enough that because I didn't make the not because I wasn't on the world cup team who wants to listen to me because I wasn't there were so many fears attached and if you really look at like what you're truly passionate about and the things that scare you the most it's probably where you're like meant to go into but it's our pride and our ego that was a big thing I had to and I'm continuing to die to my pride and my ego um because I was embarrassed of my career People were like, why are you embarrassed? And for me, I was like, the end of my career, I was like, I was not the player I was. Like, I gained weight. I was so embarrassed. And that was just pride and ego. Yeah. And so, like, healing through that um, and then just pouring into other people, but in a place of, be- like, starting to believe that about myself, too, that I deserved to be. And not, I don't like the word, like, I deserve to be whatever, but, like, I need to put myself, the things that I'm saying if I'm telling other people and like, God loves you. And if I'm saying like all this stuff, why do I think I escape that love? Yeah, exactly. Like Like, that's prideful to think I don't deserve that love. If you're willing to tell someone else with full conviction, this about their life. Why don't I think I deserve it? Yeah. Saying it like if I'm willing to a hundred percent commit to it when I tell them that I have to a hundred percent commit to it when I'm telling myself that. That's like, receiving the graces yeah you keep saying grace and i love to hear what different words mean because to me grace probably means something different and to dylan it probably means something different what like if you were to like real quickly in like a sentence sum up grace what does that look like just what does that actually mean to you yeah just uh grace just like love and mercy and like i think holding on to a lot of shame and i think i'm not Like what I'm doing is wrong and the grace is just like, grace is poured upon you, like the blessings and the love. And yeah, I didn't think I was worthy. And so that idea and grace was popped on my heart. Um, 
and just like kindness, softness, gentleness, yeah. love, compassion, blessings. Those are a yeah. lot of the words. That's not a sentence, but no, that, that <laughs> didn't need a sentence. Yeah. yeah. No, I I really believe in. I love that you were like, "This is my word for the year." Mm-hmm. I remember like. For me, it was joy. Like one day I was just like, that's my thing. I'm just going to be that now. And I literally like wrote it on my mirror. I etched oh, it I have into a my mirror lot of like, things on my mirror. And yeah. I literally like made it like all day, every day. I would just tell myself like, I am love. Or, yeah, I'm love, joy, and endless passion. It started as enthusiasm, but yeah. it's, I'm just passionate. Like about, yeah. we want to talk about anything. I'm, gonna try and find a way to be a 10 out of 10 <laughs> on excitement and yeah. enthusiasm and passion yeah. for it. and yeah for like a whole year and i noticed i was a very different version of myself beginning and end of that year you're intentional with it yeah like you just all of a sudden like I, that's where the idea of like i'm going to take as many little tiny points joy points as i can because if I'm waiting around for that perfect, just amazing, I'm going to get a million points of joy for this awesome thing, like, go for it. Why wouldn't you want to get that? But I would be so focused on, like, that that I wouldn't be like, oh, wow, this dog just came up and is so happy to see me. Like, boom, that's a couple points. Like, and it adds up, and that's where all of a sudden people started noticing like, wow, man, how are you always so joyful and pumped? And like, I just feel so loved every time. Like I started getting compliments on my hugs. People were like, you give I the best hugs. I love hugging people. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you give the best hugs. And I was like, yes, like this, it's, it actually made a difference. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's gonna be really cool. Like, Have it you heard like it of? Really has made a big difference. Oh but. yeah. Have you heard of like, the one word, John Gordon, if you follow him at all. No. But he wrote a book with, um, blanking, but they wrote a book like the one word and really, I actually didn't read the book, but I got the premise of finding yeah, the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Write the title and I'm like, I do that I'm all the time. One I'm like, this is going to be incredible. <laughs> and then I get like one chapter and I'm like, mm-hmm, I get this. <laughs> but, but, but like, and, and it, but it helps you understand. It, I but, mean, if it helped you, you picked grace and, but uh, like the, you're, they talk about having your word for the year and just being more intentional on that. Um, and then like your life word, like what you, and I think though, like we can make an idol out of everything if we get too like focused on it. And so for me is just like, I want to stop trying to worry about what people think about what I'm doing. And I think maybe that's why I embrace the weird so much more because I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do at a point, but like... Silly, silly fun boy, or in your case, gal. Yeah. Gals can be silly just, like, and fun. Very silly and fun. And very, I don't know, I just like super joyful and then I get pretty dark. Uh, well, you're just, a, you're a passionate. very intense, passionate intense, person. passionate like, person. They don't know this from listening, but we have been this into the conversation since second three of you getting through the door. <laughs> like, like it's, this is my, because I'm the same way. Like, if I meet someone, like we were joking around earlier, like you're going to get both barrels immediately. <laughs> and uh, I think it's, it's awesome because well, I it's, feel like most people have to kind of warm up into it. You're like, no, let's get to the well, meat and potatoes. Well, there's sometimes I feel like 
the way I am, and it's just, it's just, I don't know, I just, I'm in a group of people, and I know how to maybe step back a little bit, but for the most part, I can't help it. I'm just, I like having yeah. fun and, and laughing, and, um, and then sometimes I'm like, oh man, I think I'm too much no. for people <laughs> sometimes, and it's just, but like, that's But those jo- aren't people that you're no, meant to be around like, anyway, so. I don't know, like, I don't want anyone to steal my joy. I want to have fun, and, but I, like, getting deep, I think you can find so much joy, too, in just, like, the deep conversations with people and like that's where you build those relationships it's kind of like i think about love love is not a feeling like love is an action because you don't love someone when you're talking about this for a whole nother podcast (laughs) we'll just go we'll cut the tape and then we're gonna start all over again and talk for three hours on that exact sentence yeah like to me that's kind of what joy is but like it's love, an action yes it's an action because our family members can really piss us off and we're mad at them right now and it's a feeling we're mad we like we're always gonna be happy but we love them it is an action it's like you have a love deep is only something love. you can give and so with joy i feel like you can be sad and still be joyful yeah. because it's like that deeper rooted it's it's not just like, oh, I'm happy now. But it's like you can be sad and still find joy and the beauty through the struggle. Yes. Yes. God, yes. That is wonderful to hear because that is <laughs> such truth. Like yeah. you brought it up earlier how like happiness comes and goes. Like people put way too much stock in happiness as an emotion. Like, people are like, oh, I'm always trying to be happy. It's like, that's no better than always trying to be sad. Like, it's fleeting. It's not really anything. Like, you know that you're doing joy correctly when you're like, oh, God, I have to be joyful. Like, it takes a little, it takes effort. And it's conscious and it's a thought. It is easier said than done, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing you have to work at. I think a big part of what you were talking about, of how, like, Joy is also attain like you can be in a joyful place while going through sadness. You can go through joyful you can be in a joyful place while dealing with struggle and often you can find it even in the struggle. In the trial, like consider yeah. it pure joy exactly. when you face trials of many kinds because the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Like yeah. it's the persevering through that where it's like, I know this is hard right now. And that's like through all these injuries when it's been it's really hard or people have battled cancer, people have battled death, people have battled like loss. And it's like, where can you like, you're not happy in those moments, but you find joy because you realize like through that, you will persevere and you will be stronger and you will be better for it. And it doesn't mean that it takes away, like you're still sad in those yeah, moments and you mourn and yeah. you're supposed to feel if you could, if through that moment you're like, Nope, I'm going to choose to be happy after my grandma died. Like, like no, yeah, like emotion of sadness and anger. Like those are real emotions that we're meant to have, but like to find you find joy through it, through like, I have persevered through this and like, yeah. this has made me stronger. This has built me. And like, yeah, just as I continue Joy is an life, action. It's not a reaction. It's, it's happiness a is a reaction. It's something that it's a result of it's, it's something that's externally produced. Like I'm happy because some, you know, someone gave me a raise or mm-hmm. I got this or this happened. Joy is something where, 
it's something you created. You intentionally were like, I'm going to be joyful. And it was kind of created and put out. It was gifted. It was given to the world. It wasn't taken. It wasn't received. Yeah. And like you were saying, Dylan, like it's, it's harder said than done because when you are in those deep, dark moments, you don't, it's so hard to see it when you're in it. And then you yeah. look back and see where you've grown. Um, so like choosing joy, it's like, it's okay to sit in that grief or sit in yeah. that, in that emotion the for loss, a little bit, but just don't stay there. Like you can be in the pit, just don't tep- just don't decorate it. Like if we Ooh, stay that's there. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I, I like that. that one. Did you come up with it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where, I, I don't remember where I saw that, but. That's magic. I love that. I think magic is going to be my word oh. for the year. Mm-hmm. For next year? For It's a rolling calendar. It's oh, okay. The, the fiscal year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's great. <laughs> yeah, joy is awesome, and that's definitely my, like, my me word. But magic. What's going to be your word for your trip, Dylan? Yeah. Because yeah, ah. theoretically you'll be gone at least a year if you... If everything goes in right, that's a good question. I'll need to uh... now, 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 yeah. Now. <laughs> um, what are some good words, dude? Can, maybe we do the do you already have planned where you go? go. Um, I, I have the start. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, that's oh magic. Hmm. Magic. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really need to. Think, think about, about that, that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can't put it that's you can't just say it. You gotta you gotta think about it. It's like evolution is I guess that just popped into my head of like just a change, transformation. Exactly, yeah. You're gonna turn into a beautiful butterfly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean I'll have to because I'll be by myself otherwise. Like it'll be it'd be so easy to go just sit in your room alone in this hostel where you don't know anybody or, but you're going to be so lonely. So you better yeah. get out and make friends. Otherwise I'm going to be you're gonna have by so myself. Much fun. So. Like you, I literally was just at the gym tonight and we were in the sauna with like 10 people. And you think about, we could easily put our headphones on and just focus on ourselves yeah. and whatever, which I like doing. Sometimes you need to. Yeah. yeah. But ended up turning into this conversation and then everyone just starts talking and like the community that just builds, I mean, in there. And I don't know, that brings a lot of joy, like the smallest Mm -hmm. little conversation moment. So you like, I think transformation, like you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to, yeah, learn a lot of the things that you maybe I'm like, oh, this is a great quality or man, I, I didn't realize like, I don't should work really on like, that. I don't really like this like, <laughs> yeah. about, and, and there's no shame in, in like where you yeah. are, but like I've had a couple friends that have just gone and traveled the world and like how much they've grown from it. Um, I don't know if I could ever do that. I, I want to travel more. I love traveling, but that's so exciting. Like it's probably nerve wracking. Oh, of course. But, but, yeah, I did. I did talk to a girl earlier this week who had who had done it for 13 months. She went out and did it and by just, herself. Yep. See, I'm trying to become Katniss. I'm so scared. To, I'd be so afraid to <laughs> Dude, do that by myself. We'll set up the throwing axes in the backyard. Get you one <laughs> step closer to Katniss. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, 
Okay, so one thing we missed is the story of how you broke your foot. Oh We've talked gosh. about all the all the stuff surrounding it, the emotion, and but not the it's actual how. So. Okay, so it's been like a couple years since I played soccer. So I played soccer one time. So 2015 was my last season. I really didn't play soccer, touch a soccer ball, but juggling a couple times. So you'd think like, okay, get back. I was fearful to play soccer in the sense that like, I just don't want to get hurt again. So I successfully played two games of futsal with this group hurting so bad. And that's not how I broke it. It was like a week or two later, I was at a bachelorette party at Voice <laughs> Nothing Box. but danger. They used to what? work at Voice Box. Shut up. Yes. I, so... Yeah, bachelorette party at Voice Box. In April? 100% sober, not a sip of alcohol. I'm wearing Converse shoes. And I have a horrible voice. Like, you won't find me singing. Plus, I barely drink, so sometimes I'm like... No you need one, a no little one needs bit to hear of this. unearned confidence for karaoke. Okay, so anyways, I am... Picked my song, uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You. I was literally <laughs> singing that last night, and Allie told me to shoosh. Yeah, so, yeah, I got a little memory. into it, and I was just running around, and I'm, like, going across the floor, and my ankle just goes, pew, snapped. I'm, mind you, after one song, I always danced around for the other yeah. songs. I am dripping sweat. Voice box is hot. Oh, I, and I radiate heat like yeah, nobody's business, sauna. so I... So I'm running around. I snap it really hard just in the middle of the floor. And I was like, ow, like that hurt. But I was too embarrassed because I was like too embarrassed to be like, ouch, I just hurt myself. Like, yeah. I'm... So I sat up in the corner yep. with my legs like up here. Uh -huh. And I tried to straighten. Like if you roll your ankle really fast and if I snapped, I'm trying to get my ankle back like this. Okay. To, to, whatever. I have the tangerine. <laughs> Tangerine tambourine. I kept calling it a tangerine all night. So I was just sitting there playing that for like 15 Way minutes. Way to still contribute though. No one knew I did anything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sweating. I'm like, man, this freaking hurts. And uh, yeah, I told, no one knew. I kept singing. People were laughing at me singing, yeah. calling it a tangerine. Um, and then I walk out go to my car. I had a massage conference all weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, and that was Saturday night. Were you on your feet the whole time? So I ended up going, walking to my car. I'm like, I knew I did something bad. I had paid for this massage conference, so I went back to Boulder, drove up there myself. Luckily, it was my left foot. I had crutches because I've had however yeah. many injuries before. So I show up. The whole conference is kind of laughing at me. I mean, it's like 35, 40 people there. Um, they're like, what'd you do? And it was swollen. It was whatever. Then Monday, I went in and got x-rays and i think i saw it before the x-ray tech saw it i was like well there it is you well the x-ray you showed yeah. us i mean you'd have to be literally blind to not see that yeah, it was broken i mean it definitely it, like a tree branch like snapped but it didn't go all the way through so i was like because i had all these wait, other surgeries that insane crack shatter didn't go all the way through. No, so like you, if you saw, there was like a like a part of the bone that still kept it. And with my and the doctor and I got opinions from a lot of people, and they're like, all the professional athletes were like, you're gonna get that fixed, right? And I was like, well, I've had so many. I'm not playing right now. I don't want another surgery. It's expensive. I'm just gonna let it heal. People say this will heal. 
So I stayed off of it for a month. That's how you end up with one of these cool guys. Oh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, like, I, I ended up staying off it a month, and uh, I got really just antsy in the summer in Colorado. I'm like, yeah, all I want to do is play sports. Hurt and I think one time, though, um, actually it was 4th of July, I have you ever been up St. Mary's Glacier? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I crushed up St. Mary's Glacier because I was that like, aggressive, I, mean, aggressive I was getting crutch. like applauded, and I was like, okay, I kind of want to hide now, but I was just like, I need to get out, yeah. and I crutched. I like I tell people it's like, if people want a workout program, I have one. Yeah, if you want to build some serious upper yeah. body mass, go crutch around, around everywhere. Like I'd crutch for a walk. For a workout, I should say, yeah. around this lake. So Dude. I made fun of it. I'm like a pro on crutches, sadly. I guess. I mean, race. Uh, oh, I will race you. I will. I'll Let's crush go. You. This girl uh, nope. can crutch up St. Mary's and you're challenging her to I a feel, race. Yes. I don't I don't have Worst case my money's off. She wins. She's clearly <laughs> I'm going to have fun because we raced. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, that's the Joy Quota drag race. Yes, <laughs> a full city block. I have a lot of fun on those crutches, though. I get a lot of compliments, and they're like, "Wow, you're really good." We'll do like a we'll do like a triathlon. We'll do oh, like who can balance the longest like long no jump? feet. Long jump, all about that. Yeah, Ellie was making <laughs> fun of me the other how, day. Like, no, I've tried to balance and see how long I can balance, yeah. like holding up. I'm all it's for a this. great sometimes it's become like a, we'll like do a my, my little toss. arm I literally am in public and I'm talking and I'm like oh yeah pointing over there with my crutch like it's yeah. like an extended arm oh you gotta have fun with did it did you put you a gotta... cup holder on it did you get real no serious? you can get like a bike cup holder and put a oh, that would have been a good idea a water bottle on there no but my probably my most impressive time on crutches um, I was actually in Costco with my mom and we were in a hurry and I lost her in Costco and I was carrying a bag of mangoes in my hand, crutching. Yep. And Jardinera, have you ever had? So we got it actually back in Illinois. It's like this huge thing of hot peppers. Okay. And mom was checking out once I finally found her. So I've got this holding here, holding here on my crutches. And I had to quickly get to her. So I lift up my crutches and everything and start hopping on my right foot. Yeah. And there's like Costco on just a Saturday. Just speed like, hopping. Just people da, 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 are like, da, 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 this girl's da, da, da. crazy. And my mom's like, no wonder you're always injured. Like, stop. <laughs> we got to make everything competition. I do. 100%. That's awesome. So that was fun. So when did you finally realized like all right it's time to go get this looked at again yeah after four months i was like this still isn't and i was complaining they're like you're probably fine now i'm like okay i'm not i'm not being a baby but like it hurts still like i'll step and it started to like shoot yeah. sharp pains foot pain is the worst so i got an x i got a ct scan and it showed like that's still not after four months that should have been healed and so when i i went in saw a, i saw a different doctor um and when he went in for surgery, it was like the bone that had kind of broken off was kind of spongy. Yeah. That's but he checked all my levels and vitamin D and everything. He's like, man, I don't understand. Like, I, I literally don't understand. It's probably soft because it's like it hurts worse. If the Like, I bet the body was just being like, I'm trying to. Well, blo- and then we were talking about the blood circulation. It's, blo- it's thing. all blood flow, for yeah. sure. If there's no blood flow, it's going to. I mean, be I spongy. would be doing the running man in my bed to try to warm up my feet at night and so now I just stick it in a bucket to warm up so that's definitely part of it and I iced it a lot because it was so swollen I mean it was it was swollen not swollen but like it bruised for it was like 
two yeah. months, month and Whoa, a half. Geez. I'm not kidding. Like not like to the extent that it was. And do you bruise easily? Not necessarily. I like that you just wanced over yourself. Like, hey, <laughs> do I have right like maybe I have some bruises? <laughs> that's a that's yeah. an attack from my crutch though. I, I mean, I, those things. So that, a two month bruise is pretty concerning. I mean, it was like it was yeah, but I think it's because yeah, the blood flow wasn't flowing out. I mean, I I would, I don't watch TV. And I sat and uh, binge watched, uh, which I never ever do. But uh, Parks and Recreation, oh, I just needed to laugh. That's the best. I just needed a laugh, and then I just started to. I'm like, okay, this is a time now. I can do more with like my writing, yeah. my book, and blah 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 blah. And I just started just binge watching and laughing, and I think that was a good part of healing, honestly. Actually, Parks and Rec is I one just, of my many <laughs> arrows in my quiver for emotional healing. Oh, I, just, I my family Allie's, always talked about it. I'd never watched it. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and literally watch all this. Literally. Yeah, it's, yeah, I've probably seen all seven all seasons. All right, we're going to go down a, a rabbit hole of well, Parks and no, Rec. I was going right. to say, <laughs> I use it as like, like an emotional, no, it's like an emotional healing tool where I'm like, I just I know for a fact like I need a guaranteed laugh. That or the office. I like the office. And I just want to like, and I think that that's something that, um, I don't know if everyone always, like, purposefully does that. Like, if I know I've had a rough day, I'm like, I just need to go watch. I think literally everyone does that. Well, I never (laughs) do it. Well, I feel like people always watch like a a show that they can check out, but but it's not necessarily something that's going to make them like genuinely giggle like. So this is an interesting thought, like saying about that and like wanting yeah. to check out. I think one of the things that I, like I never resorted to like drugs, alcohol, all yeah. these things, like an addiction. I think maybe sometimes food I would, but I didn't want to, like if I were to go binge watch something, then if I, in the beginning it brought me joy. Like it mm-hmm. made me laugh and I was like, this is fun. If I continued to then I started to just be like, this is wasting my life. And so yeah. like the binge watching. So it was like being careful with doing something that brings me joy. But if I almost like abuse it, I start to become dependent and then I lose the joy that it brought me. Yeah, it stops being useful. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I've got to get like, sometimes I'll get lost in a book and I'm like, I'm going to go read. And I'm going to read just this much and then I'm going to continue off my day. Sometimes I'll go and I'm like, I kind of like use that as a crush like to not do other things is to go read i enjoy reading but if i read like for two hours i don't know it, 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 it's like i'm using yeah. things as a crutch where i'm like okay bring me to the point where i'm like okay i'm fulfilled in this and now i'm gonna go on or else we can get just stuck in like yeah the mindless... point is like you've healed me to a point where i can now go continue so and like it, it, it's like something to get us back on track but then you can almost use that as a crutch to to like yeah, exactly. keep you there's a tipping point yeah, yeah where you've yeah. gone too far that's what, something dylan is always like he's talked about it before it's like you just don't have it in you to watch something more than once oh really so like he'll watch like yeah, a 15 I, minute episode you guys my wife is here isn't she sweet Hi. uh and uh <laughs> she'll or he'll just like watch something and immediately he's like well that's done now. That's good. And it, it's never carried on to like a second episode ever. I've definitely of anything. done that a couple of times, but that's that's really impressive. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I Maybe it's... There's times where I will watch like 
one episode of one show and then a different episode of another show. So I will still be sitting there for the same amount of time. I just don't. Just not two it's of so the easy. same episodes. A, when they just keep rolling over to the next but, one, yeah. and there it goes. Well, that's the that's their trick. They they get you. There's <laughs> definitely times where I want to because it's yeah. like the the ending or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah we should probably wrap up. Um, so our final question is always the same for every guest. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the word joy? And it doesn't have to be like profound or anything. Like this no, is just yeah. for you. Joy. I don't know. Just for me, it's just like a state of being, and not even content, but just like, just maybe it's content. It's just good with where I'm at. I don't know if that. Yeah, just content with where I'm at in whatever state I'm in. Heck yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was so fun to fun. finally see you guys again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a blast. Yeah, but love that you guys are spreading joy. The world needs more of it. We certainly think so. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>